spooky scary. That's right, it's a special Halloween Potzuki episode. Hey, it's Brandon, one of the Hollywood kaiju bad boys. And I'm here to say, we fixed our audio problems finally. I'm so sorry about that for the last two episodes, but we're back on track. And as always, if you're loving this podcast, please go to iTunes and rate and review it. It'll help us get more listeners. And any review you write on there, no matter how bad or how good or how erotic it is, we're going to read on air, especially if it's erotic. Well, anyways, got a little treat for you. Not a trick. Mm, see what I did there? Next. Mm-hmm. Bye. Render unto Ghidra what is Ghidra's. Ten to one he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, good wheel. Back when it was greasy ass curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all to the beat. This, this episode of Podzuki is brought to you by Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Ooh, I like the weed smoke coming out of your mouth as you say that. <laughs> Flamin' Hot Cheetos. The thinking man's Cheeto. Yeah. I'll tell you this much right now. If I, was, if, I was a, if I was a man in the 50s, if I were cheating on my wife, my mistress wouldn't kiss my neck and leave lipstick on there. It'd be Flamin' Hot Cheeto yeah. residue. <laughs> the only thing I want on my collar is <laughs> a Flamin' Hot Cheeto. Podzuki, brought to you by Flamin' Hot Takis, yeah. guys, love this. Uh, a little misdirect. Uh, the the jalapeno Cheeto, I personally think, is the superior Cheeto. It's it is a good Cheeto. Cheeto. It's a hot. Hello guys... and welcome to the Podzuki. No Cheetos! <laughs> the one and only Godzilla Christian podcast. <laughs> I am one of your co-hosts, Luke Evans Flip. I'm another one of your co-hosts, Martin Felschman. I'm one of your co-hosts, Brandon Chester Cheeto Kirkman. <laughs> And who do we have over here to my right? Chester Cheetos! <laughs> they really sprung. They blew all their budget to get the real Chester Cheeto. Chester here. Cheeto 2020, baby! <laughs> well, is, I'm excited about my run. Is his name Chester Cheetos, or I'm just assuming that it's a Chester, Chester Cheetah? I think it's Chester Cheetah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's a Cheetah. Just call him Cheetos. Because <laughs> we'll you know how Cheetos were named for uh, cheese? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, guys... I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, I'm also Oh, <laughs> Guys, it's Hobart Thompson. Uh, he produces a fun show called Dro. Uh, he's a man about the town. Uh, you do quite a few other things, too, outside of that. Yeah, uh, well, I uh, do uh, Please Make This Podcast mm-hmm. uh, and Destin Dejo's podcast, the podcast you're on. <laughs> oh, Which one's that again? Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm so glad to be here, hanging out with the, the Kaiju Bad Boys. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Hall, uh, Hollywood Kaiju Bad Boys. Oh, but, shit. Yeah. I, I blew the one word. <laughs> yeah, well, please, you, please don't forget that we're Jewish. You're <laughs> it's fine to forget it, because we did something we've never done on this podcast before. We watched the movie separately. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. I feel As, strange. I feel like it was meant to be seen that way, though. We were all alone, so... You I know, mean, it's... I know it, I'm human. It's a good movie. <laughs> I know I'm definitely the thing. <laughs> it's a good movie, and I'm sure we'd all probably seen it before oh, tonight, yeah. right? Yeah. I also... I want to do a unique thing, which we've never done for this podcast before, because we've never watched this good quality movie. Well, I shouldn't say that. We've had some yeah. good ones. Yeah. Uh, I would say this is a spoiler alert. If you haven't seen The Thing from 1982 by John Carpenter, turn off this podcast. Yeah. Pull yeah. a gun out from your cabinet. Oh no, no! Put it in your mouth. Use it to no, rob no. the video aim store. At, aim, at, yeah. <laughs> aim at your TV. Fire. And, see if it changes to the thing. Yeah. The Blu-ray copy of the thing. And yeah, the thirty-six-year-old spoiler. It is a thirty-six-year-old spoiler, but if you haven't seen this film, it's it's, it's yeah. good. <clears throat> Seriously, go treat yourself. You deserve yeah. it, listen. Yeah. And um, spooky treat yourself. Spooky, spooky treat. Or were you adding spooky oh, okay. as an adjective to everything we say? I forgot. This is the the biggest. I spooky watched this spooky yeah. movie. <laughs> the biggest note from all this too is that this will be coming out on Halloween. Ooh, 
shit, really? Yeah, this is why we're excited to get you for this one. Oh, so yeah. it was a Halloween spooktacular. Well, whose oh. idea was it? Was it your idea to watch the thing? Well, Hobart said he'd love to talk about the thing, and I'm like, that's a legitimately spooky movie. And then I looked at our calendar for once in my goddamn life and, <laughs> and realized that the episode we recorded after the last one we did with Mr. John Torres would come out on Halloween. Oh, you, yeah. are, are you, and you're sure you don't want to just pretend that we're recording this on halloween and it's going out well okay because <laughs> i feel like we could pull it off two <laughs> we'll say that but also we've been dead for 20 years oh yeah <laughs> the hollywood kaiju bad boys i hadn't heard that name in nine 50 years <laughs> and how amazing would that be if somewhere down in the future when we're all dead and the last person had died 20 years ago they heard this podcast they're like oh shit <laughs> i gotta tell my nano mom about this <laughs> my nano mom yeah it's the future you're gonna the electron microscope so I can talk to my nano mom. <laughs> I call her once a week. <laughs> nah, get a, and mom is like an acronym. Yeah. Like mechanical operating mother. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so yeah, this is a bunch of special things. We got Hobart finally. It's gonna be our Halloween episode. We watch a legitimately good movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, here I'm thinking back to before we get into this, the few that we've watched that have legitimately been pretty good have been Daimajin, or Daimajin, I want to say. Daimajin. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one I really liked. Um, some of the Godzillas have been good, surprising yeah. everyone. Somewhere. I think Godzilla mm-hmm. vs. Biollante is probably my favorite from the series so far. I, I think of That's everything really we've watched so far, I think The Host has been the best movie. The Host was great. <laughs> oh, that is a great one. Yeah, I really yeah. liked... Uh, Mecha King Kong, but you fucking lost. Yeah, that we fucking episode. lost that one. Maybe oh, the we'll... lost episode. Damn. Yeah, we lost it with Eli uh, Harvey, and it, it was a really fun episode. And we even Mar- uh, Luke. Mar- I started it with a fucking song. Yeah, that's what I said. We started with a song, and that movie is so campy and fun. I would be willing to redo it again if Eli wanted to come out, or if somebody else wanted to jump on that one. Because oh, yeah, it don't have to be. I said yeah. we get Eli, or we get if Eli you're listening to this, Eli, or another person <laughs> named Eli. Yeah. Yeah, fool people who don't never heard the episode (laughs) because Brandon lost it. Yeah, I also lost an episode of Sell Me a Puppet. It was a very dark week in my life. (laughs) I don't know what happened. That's why I have two recorders out now. Oh, Oh, that's smart. We're we're chatting and stuff, but it's also like, where do you start with this movie? Everybody's talked about it. I think Mm -hmm. if I, I. I just want to say uh, right off the bat that I think The Thing is my favorite movie. Favorite movie? Yeah. yeah, I I love The Thing. I've watched it a lot of times and it's uh, it's always stuck to me as like not only like a cool thriller but a well acted movie. The Mm -hmm. special effects are Oh, top notch. Super dope. And it, uh, also big Kurt Russell and John Carpenter fans. Yeah, yeah this is John Carpenter at the top of his game. Oh, uh, right? yeah. It blows my mind this film was 1982 for how mm. good everything was. And critically panned. Yeah. It was panned? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I, I almost what? like looked up yeah. some bad what? reviews I, I, I did because I was trying to like catch up uh, my you quoted it uh, earlier was uh, someone said if nothing else it's a great commercial for J&B Scott <laughs> yeah yeah I, I I watched the movie but I was kind of half paying attention to it because I've seen this like a baker's dozen times yeah. now same here. But I wa- I did rewatch the forty minute episode of the like Red Letter Media's review mm-hmm. they talked about the thing. And I want. I know they talked about some trivia. Like we were just talking about the special effects. The uh, special effects guy Rob Bowden. Rob yeah. Bowden was twenty three when he made this movie, and it almost killed him. He had to be hospitalized because he had worked. He worked himself to exhaustion. Oh, oh I bet. Yeah. It, it, that's probably when he brought in uh, Andy Savini. 
Uh, uh, Tom Savini? No, not Tom Savini. It's uh, who's the other? Stan Stan Winston. Yeah, because Tom Savini's uh, the big zombie dude. Yeah, he's the good. He's the dude from John George Romero. Yeah. But they brought in Stan Winston, and he either helped or made the kennel scene. Oh, that scene. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, I well, I do. I, does Chris want to go through the movie? Yes, let's do it. And talk I, this is this is a funny thing to me. I don't like want to to you guys. the opening scene of this, where they have the credits for the space and the spaceships crashing to Earth. Even when they do the intro for the the lettering of the movie is creepy. Like that's how yeah. good and spooky this movie is. I was like, I remember as a kid seeing it, and I was spooked. I watched it again as a kid, or. I watched it again as a kid who's older, which is an adult. I went back in time and watched it again. I, I did. And it was still spooky. Yeah, but I do have to say, I kind of feel like if I have one thing to say that's I feel is kind of a mistake, it's seeing the spaceship fall at the very beginning of the movie. That seems unnecessary. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, no, it's just like Predator. I Yeah, like Predator, absolutely. But it's also like... I think it's unnecessary because I always forget it's there. Me too. I just forgot it was there until you guys brought it up. Yeah, because yeah. I originally, I've watched the movie a lot too, and I always thought the opening scene is the one right after it where they're having the helicopter fly around trying to shoot that dog. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's where, that you, to me is where the movie starts. Yeah. yeah, It's just like they wanted to be like, hey, here's aliens. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was 1982. I feel like they did telegraph these things more in movies back then, which yeah. is fine. It's not bad. Yeah, um, it's it, it doesn't bother. They still have the thing logo yeah it's burning so cool. away the screen like yeah. they have from the original 50s one yeah, yeah. Oh. um that's so good and then you meet like McCree and you meet all these characters and it's like okay so you see the, <laughs> you, you see the Norwegians in the helicopter chasing the dog first right that's wearing first... those Captain Cold glasses which is yeah. super cool <laughs> well that's why he wears them because you yeah. know <laughs> Even though Captain Cold works in a place where there's not snow all the time, he just could potentially <laughs> would he make like, it. Would a lot he of redundant snow. then? <laughs> well, like he just can't fucking see until <laughs> yeah. he he bought those glasses and then invented the snow gun just because he couldn't fucking see. Right, so that's why he's anywhere, anywhere he was going. We just solved one of DC's biggest. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he never takes them off. Yeah, and that's why we'll all get ten thousand dollars from them now. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks, DC. We're I mean, writing the next Captain Cold special. <laughs> Captain. So this is a quick aside. Captain Cold is my favorite. DC Comics character. That's not a joke. I just really like how he's written. He's an idiot that's aware of it, and like every time the Flash comes and beats him up, like, well, I'm gonna lose. <laughs> so oh, he caught me again. <laughs> hey, I, hate, I hate to gatekeep here, but what's his real name? Oh, jeez. Oh, I, I don't remember it. Doors are closing. <laughs> yeah. I've read Where's comments about him, but it's just it's a, it's a stupid normal name. But I gotta think right it's now. Not a stupid, it's not a normal it, name. It, at it, all. Boy. You fucking. Fake gamer girl. <laughs> Listen, I am a fake gamer girl. I'll admit to that. But I don't know. I'm tra- I can't remember it now. It's Len Snart. Oh, okay. It's like the Snart. only the only reason I brought it up is because like I kept wanting to say his name once after you came up because that's yeah. just my little like nerd signaling thing that I do and I don't even notice it half the time. But I'm trying to make an effort to not. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I felt I felt Snart's like than... when you fart and sneeze, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. But that's also Captain Cold's. Yeah, the birth, birth name. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's the embodiment of his family. Well, I remember, I, I fell in love with them in the Justice series they did, the ones that were um, done by that one guy who's really good at drawing and painting. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> uh, Pablo Picasso. Picasso. Pablo yeah. Picasso. He's the one that does, like, the hyper-realistic-looking ones for... Oh, our, so not Pablo Picasso. Yeah. Oh, Alex Ross. Alex Ross. The Alex Ross series were... When they're trying to find him, he's just on a beach enjoying himself. And they're like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm a villain to get rich and enjoy myself. I'm like, this guy's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was part of the rogues, and they had their own, their whole, like, own culture yeah. that they would have. Yes, furry culture. 
uh, I'm uh, to transition. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I think my favorite thing about one of my favorite things about the things is like that it presents like deep Antarctic like scientists as being just like kind of like their own like rogues gallery. Yeah. Like there's like all these different like types of guys and like half of them don't give a shit about what's going on. Yeah. They just want to like smoke weed and get drunk in this. Well, it's, uh, yeah. it's also like they're sitting in Antarctica, so like they're researchers. I'm doing air quotes very intensely yeah. because all they do is hang out. Smoke weed and drink J B J and B. Hey, don't forget playing computer chess. Oh yeah, oh, man. what a weird it really, scene. It's, it really is just like it's like a frat house that's stuck in an iceberg. Yeah. Well, like, the first time <laughs> we hear like any character like say anything, it's Kurt Russell, right? Yeah, and playing he's computer play, chess. He's playing chess on a nineteen eighty two chess wizard, which is just which is like a computer that can just play chess. Yeah, and he's drinking a little. Like he makes the drink. He makes the which is ice. <laughs> yeah, and he's playing chess against the chess wizard. The chess wizard wins, so he opens up the panel on the chess wizard and pours his scotch into the paneling, and it sparks. And see, that's why. Don't like, forget the best line, which just says, "You cheating bitch." <laughs> no, 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 that's why I like Kurt Russell because he understood. Like this computer beat me fair and square. Here, you deserve a drink. <laughs> it's true. He yeah. was actually very upset that happened. He's like, "What's going on? You've earned this. <laughs> You're a winner." My tenth computer, they just can't hold their liquor. I don't know. <laughs> he was saying, "Cheating bitch is a term of endearment." <laughs> you cheating bitch. It's one of those things where, like, it's cool in a movie, but also like anybody who would do that and realize, like. Why would you fucking do that? Yeah. Are you 13? If the alien had attacked, they would have had a very serious discussion with the next day. Did you fuck up the chess computer? <laughs> yeah, it beat me, so I gave it a drink. Like, what, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? We're trapped here for months. That's our only chess computer. <laughs> they haven't even invented Sega Genesis yet. What are you doing? That's as good as we can do. And everyone knows Sega Genesis is the first system that could drink, so that's, yeah. the, that's the, the issue they had to wait for. Um, but I should say, before that scene, that's where they're shooting the dog, but the one key thing is, we're, like, shown Kurt Russell's character, then it cuts back to the helicopter, shooting the dog again, and it finally gets by where their camp is, because uh, it's not a part of them. And they're like, what's this guy doing? So finally he lands the helicopter, trying to throw a grenade at the dog, and then starts shooting it, and shoots one of them by accident. But you can tell he's just trying to get the dog, but they're all freaking out and shooting back at him. Uh, one of the key scenes is, I think it's Binnings is the first one, that the dog jumps up and licks, and then if you know the plot twist of this movie, you're like, uh-oh, he's a bad man now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It gives you that click. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's Captain Gary, I want to say? or the, Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the, the, the uh, old, worthless old man. The worthless runs. old man, yeah. Uh, he basically just shoots the window out with the gun, punches it out, and starts shooting him from there. Another yeah. thing that's like, what would happen if the thing, if none of this had happened? And they'd be like, well, Captain Gary smashed a window of the fucking office. We gotta yeah. fix that. Yeah. <laughs> McCready poured booze in the chess computer. A real art house film where that's the whole movie. It's just them it's talking about that. Yeah. It's just like a random incident, and then the rest of the time is just like them dealing with it. Yeah. Colbert, I, I want you to make this movie. I know, yeah. I it's, think that's an SNL sketch right there. Like, the things around killing people, but the, Doc's just into like, oh... What happened to the chess master? <laughs> the thing without the thing. The, yeah. the thing we The do. nothing. There we go. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right, typing this in real quick and submit SNL. Thank you, Lauren Michaels. Yeah. Just put it in a big manila envelope with SNL <laughs> written on it. Hand it, to my, hand it to my condor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you, if you hand it to your mailman, they just put all the letters for Santa, too. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. So, it should say, like, 
it's easy to watch the beginning now because it's such a slow burn of the movie. You know how good good it's going to get later, but I could see somebody watching this for the first time where like it takes a minute for stuff to get going. It's a really worth the build up though because I like that they they basically they're trying to figure out why this Norwegian went so crazy and was shooting them, and they're mm. like, well, that base isn't too far. As they're doing this, I think... Who's the guy at the computer? I want to say it's... Windows, I think? Windows. Yeah, yeah. Windows. Windows 98. Yeah. He's in there trying to get a hold of people. It's Windows 82. Yeah, Windows 82. And I think uh, Blair, the one that's played by Wilford Brimley, because you can't forget that shit, yeah. is like, get a hold of somebody. And then Wilford Brimley, is... like, age 23, I think? He yeah. yeah. He <laughs> he looks as old as he looks now, so that's either amazing or terrible. <laughs> I, 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 I think someone, like, there was, like, a, a joke going around about, like, Tom Cruise is the same age, like, this year when he was in the latest Mission Impossible that Wilford Brimley was when he was in Cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> and the two side-by-sides, like, same age. <laughs> wow. That's insane. Oh yeah, that's also that many years separated. And then Tom Cruise is preserved by the magic of Scientology. Right. Yeah. Everybody yeah, just looks at that picture and like, man, Wilford Brimley looks so good. What's wrong with Tom Cruise? <laughs> Tom, Tom yeah. Cruise is that like picture of Dorian Gray <laughs> in his attic. <laughs> and as all this stuff is happening, it basically just serves to set up where set up the location. Yeah. Like, oh mm-hmm. there winter's about to start. They're all like they've been there for a while, they're a little cooped up already they have that cool shot of the guy on the rollerblades going around yeah too. yeah the calls that's my favorite guy i was so sad when he died i remember oh well if you haven't stopped for spoilers at this point yeah we'll fuck you <laughs> yeah i was so uh, sad when every character died yeah yeah that one just especially I was like no there's two characters we don't know for sure but we'll get to that uh, part. Uh, I mean, listen we're this is 28 i think Those characters yeah they definitely died. i think this, you're dan you're right yeah even it's, though it's been nigh on 50 years <laughs> since that movie came out those dogs are dead now. <laughs> but the i think that's what saves it we're talking about like how it starts a little slow like coming off the dog shooting scene mm-hmm. uh or not if they had shot the dog nothing none of this would have happened yeah. uh uh, but, like uh and then they would have dealt with the chess computer uh but like <laughs> it's i think that that is kind of like saved by like that's when you get a chance to like meet all the guys and you really get the idea of like how cooped up they all are yeah. like how they just like are constantly just pissing on each other yeah and like, and there's so many scenes where it's just like them literally or like metaphorically saying fuck you to yeah. each other what they what they i think they said like dr cooper's been like this since day one an asshole and then he's just sitting there with his headphones on and like i like these guys <laughs> yeah. pretty fun um, but yeah, they're, at this part, like, they're talking with Gary and uh, McCready are just saying, like, well, it doesn't make sense. They've only been there for eight weeks. Why would they be so stir-crazy? So, like, let's go investigate. Um, <laughs> That's also weird that they completely, they're like, man, maybe one of them just went nuts and shot up the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, That's a thing that happens. <laughs> We're like, what is this, the American school systems? <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we need to fix that. Anyways. Yeah, you get to segue out of that one. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you say that, Homer? It was definitely Homer who just said that. Do not rewind this podcast. Hit, hit 15. Exonerate me. Don't do it. Don't do it. The truth is out there. Hit 15 ahead. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, anyways, they decide to go. So it's, uh, I think, Cooper and McCready, or McCready go there to uh, check out what's up with the Norwegians. Hi, people who skip 15 ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you, I'm glad you trusted me. Um, and they get to the base, and they find basically some grisly suicides. Uh... I remember that scene specifically, too, from a kid, because it really stuck out to me, where he has, like, the box cutter in his hand and just the throat slash. Yeah, that was frozen fucking, corpse. That's, that's a pretty great uh, great yeah. special effect. So you know they weren't having a good time. Yeah. Um, and then, finally, they look around the base a little bit more, and they find the fucked up corpse. Yeah. 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 Now, well, they also find, they find, I think they find the spaceship first. Uh, I remember, oh, no, because they, they find, find the tapes. it later. Yeah, yeah they, they find the tapes, and they go back later for that. 
Um, <laughs> they find what uh, I imagine if they hadn't found the spaceship, they would have thought that weird like carved out iceberg. Yeah. It was just like or like a sweet like liquor luge they were making. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got the time. Yeah. And, no wonder they went uh, crazy. Yeah. They're too decadent. <laughs> they party too hard. This is a, a good point in the movie too, where you get to see the special effects really nicely because like the frozen fucked up corpse is just so grotesque looking and so mm-hmm. well done. No, yeah. it looks like nothing. Like you can see a couple of familiar faces yeah, if nice. you will <laughs> nice. but well, it just clearly just like warped and it wasn't yeah. just the fact that it was set on fire yeah well when it's frozen it's it's not that impressive it's when they start melting it and they're doing the autopsy on yeah. it yeah and they carve into it yeah oh yeah. it's just so juicy and just like it it looks like you could smell it that's the way i always feel yeah. like it like and it's awful <laughs> Yeah, um, it's right. There was there must have been like a because like when they later burn uh, a bunch of things inside, I was like thinking it's like boy, it must reek in that yeah. entire place. Yeah, and it smells like burnt dog monster. So yeah, at this point they have the fucked up corpse. They're kind of going through. It's uh, Blair, who's the one played by Wilfred Brimley's, just like hey, these are human organs, dude. Uh, it's it's really gross, uh, but it's definitely human. And we also get, like, a few shots of the dog, I think, walking around and finally, like, trying to find the kennel. Yeah, there's one shot where, like, he walks into a room and you see, like, the silhouette of the character look back as the dog comes in the room. So that's supposed to be, like, signaling that, yeah, people have been alone with the dog, with the thing. And there's people who are things now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So at that point, they they finish this. They're trying to figure out what's going on with the fighting because it's getting everyone basically on edge at this point now. Uh, they're just freaking out. I mean, as anyone would. And then I think they tell Clark's his name to go put the dog in that kennel. I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's when the movie like very quickly amps up. Yeah. 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 If I may say, uh, I think that dog is the best actor in the whole film. Because <laughs> that dog does a fucking great job. <laughs> it, we, we just stands amongst the other dogs, just like looking, <laughs> and you can tell it's so like, unnatural. it's like, oh shit, I'm not a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what to do. I mean, whoever the trainer for that movie was. And the dog both deserve an Oscar for that time because they basically had to tell a creature that has no comprehension of language, "Don't act like you, <laughs> like you're a, you're not a dog in this scene, okay? You're not one of you. Yeah. You have to be something else." <laughs> I think I, I, I always, to me, the saddest performance in the movie uh, is the guy who really loves the dogs. Oh, yeah, he yeah, well, seems he, always like deeply hurt whenever the dogs are killed. Well, he looks like that sort of dude, like, just <laughs> yeah, kind of like damaged, damaged by society and just sort of like yeah. Want my dog. I think we gotta get into a moth at RuPaul's drag race real quick. Moth RuPaul's drag race. segments we do where we talk about the fashion of the film oh yeah and let's not beat around the bush everyone in this film is just dressed like modern hipster like oh, yeah. it's there's no denying it no, uh, this movie could have released this year if, yeah the standout costume piece in the entire movie is uh kurt russell mccready's big hat he wears when he flies the helicopter. Yeah. Oh, my God. it's cartoonishly large yeah. <laughs> It's a ten gallon hat, like the brill, like the brim's like bent up in certain spaces. You know what? Like it's supposed to fly on its own. I'm gonna say it's a ten gallon hat. Five gallons too big. <laughs> yeah, I dare say it was just to fit his fucking like massive like hairy head. I'm, I'm gonna say it's just the right size because if you're gonna like, fucking wield a flamethrower and kill something, like you fucking want a big ass hat. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if you know science, <laughs> but you want the logic on that. Oh, for the shade. Yeah. No, 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 no. Listen, have you ever held flamethrower? <laughs> 
Have no, you ever wanted to kill someone with a flamethrower? No, I mean, you're going to want to wear a hat to compliment that because it looks good. You're right, I, I kind of thought that like he just found a hat. Like you know, you'll find a hat <laughs> when you're cleaning up and you wear it for it's like, like a day good or two. Hat. <laughs> and you wear it in a really weird way. It's true. We're all just hermit crabs looking yeah. for. <laughs> you put it on, you're like, ah, I just, maybe oh, this will give me an identity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be the hat guy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this other thing we missed was that was the first day he wore the hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if the thing had happened, they'd yeah, be like, McCready, McCready what... uh, interesting hat. What happened to the chess computer? <laughs> Well, I don't know. After I got this hat, I forgot everything. <laughs> I was trying out a new thing. Does it look good? Uh, trying out my, a new thing. I broke my chess computer, so I just look at myself in the mirror wearing clothes. <laughs> I laughed to myself. Yeah. yeah. The guys are going to love this, and nobody said shit about it. <laughs> the ghost of Teddy Roosevelt took me over, it's, and I killed the chess computer. I just realized the beautiful thing about this movie. If we remove the thing from it, McCready's just a crazy person. <laughs> like, for sure. You can tell. You can tell that's. That, I mean, that's a real thing in the movie too, because like in, instinctively, no one really trusts him. Yeah, like they always kind of immediately assume in a lot of different moments that he is a thing. Well, it's also he stays up in his fucking yeah. shed. He's he's kind they, of a creep. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a loner. Yeah. <laughs> Went up to that shed, just found him jerking off with that chess robot again. Oh, you know, we definitely. Yeah. Oh, I also just remember a bit of trivia: the chess computer's voiced by Adrian Barbeau. Adrian oh, Barbeau. Oh. Yeah, from Swamp Thing. From Belle Viv DeBeau. An Adrian Barbeau bot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's where most people our age would probably know Adrian Barbeau from, okay. is Captain Murphy just wanting to fuck her. <laughs> um, I'm putting this out there now. We've mentioned Swamp Thing too many times, but we're going to have to fucking watch Swamp Thing now. Oh, that'd be a good That's one. Good. It's a good uh, film. Gary a, is kind of a, a, a captain from uh, the, the Cap- Captain Murphy. Yeah, character. Yeah. Oh, for sure. From Super <laughs> Twenty Twenty, uh, he's uh, he's very he, he like folds immediately in, yeah. in all situations. But he has that gun, which <laughs> yeah, he really he really his character is eighty percent. I have a gun. <laughs> I uh, guys, this is big news because now that we're talking about, do you have a gun? I do. <laughs> Actually, I have two shotguns that my grandpa gave me when he died that are now in Florida with my parents. Oh, okay. But anyways, um. I'm a big C-Lab 2021 fan, and we had somebody checking in today, and their last name was Papadopoulos, and I was so, so excited. I had to resist every urge not to call them Queen Papadopoulos. <laughs> that was a good choice. Yeah. With a name like Papadopoulos, there's no way they were going to get that joke. Oh, for sure. And then I'd have to try to explain it and be like, it was the show on 2003. Like, five <laughs> people saw it. I don't know if you smoked weed in high school. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're... You're 47. Okay, so that's, that's, that's right. That smoke makes sense. weed in your job. Hell, that, that, that was before I started smoking weed. I still th- love that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a bell curve between the humor of yeah. teenage boys and the humor of every star. Like, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Like, you think it's funny? Watch it on weed. And it's even funnier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, to so get back on track, so at this point, man, we went on a lot of tangents. We were in a Mothra Pulse drag race the whole time, and then we got tired. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Did anyone else have any other hats or is McCree? Well, nobody's really, you, know, you guys said hipsters, but I didn't think that at all. There's, they just look like dudes I think who it's, have been living in the same place, probably wear the same outfits. I think it's the sunglasses, the big curly hair, the very, like, 80s vintage t-shirts and like sweaters they're wearing where it just looks like a very modern hipster look nowadays. The movie does a really good job of using everything to convey like the sort of isolation and boredom of living on the station. They can tell a lot of those things are just like 
you know, it is really the hat. I'm going to be the hat guy. It's like, yeah. they, like, no, it's like roller skating around. It's like, why'd you bring roller skates? Did you think yeah. this is going to be really fun to like roller skate yeah. around the fucking hallways? Yeah. And roller skating is my thing. Yeah, exactly. He's like, but this is my thing. Yeah. And yeah, you got big the other room thing, like, if he doesn't take those fucking roller skates off, I'm going to smack the shit out of him. <laughs> like when the, when the uh, dude in charge told him to turn down the music, or it was, it was the other dude. My favorite but, fuck you. Yeah. yeah, he told him to turn down the music so he could get some sleep. The dude who got shot. And he goes over to the stereo, puts his hand on it, but he doesn't fucking turn down the fucking all. Yeah. Whoop! <laughs> and also playing uh, CB1 is very superstitious. Yeah. Great, a great little scene. I just realized, what if this was like an improv crew? Those are like, hey, we're all doing character work in the Arctic. <laughs> it's a, it's a super. I've been on that retreat. Yeah, because yeah. hey, yeah, one of the guys keeps face? trying what to get improv going. <laughs> like, that was his character. I'm the guy with the gun. <laughs> I wish there was one guy who was like trying to get a show going the whole time. Like, hey guys, want me to just do a little show? <laughs> we can all do shows for each other. This is how we It'll be five of us on stage, two of us watching. <laughs> Put him out in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> It's where he belongs. Guys, we can all write reviews together. He doesn't even know what Kitty Cat Career so the, is. The first, oh, your favorite improv. I talk about it all the time. You really do. I love Kitty Cat Career. So it's because, yeah, I know the person who invented it. Oh my god, do you? Yeah. What's her name? Uh, I don't know. Do you want to have the magic spell for you? Yeah. I do. Uh, her name's Molly. Oh my goodness. Molly. Molly Kitty Shannon. Cat. It's Molly Shannon. Oh my god. Molly Ringwald. Oh my God! Both of them. What? Yeah. It was invented on the set of Sixteen Candles. They say. Good golly, Miss Molly. <laughs> oh, that's her too. Yeah, we're learning a lot this episode. Uh, Molly Ringwald, not in this movie, but could have been. Yeah. It's not a real trivia fact. I but just... here's a great segue. You know what is in this movie? A fucked up dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like I love how yeah you get back to the dog. The dog immediately goes nuts. Like we don't get any slow burn on that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like immediately face splits. <laughs> sprinkler system comes out the back yeah. of it. In just it. They, they build up to it a bit where they're like, at first it just starts kind of rolling around, then its <laughs> yeah. face opens, and then it gets, it just keeps getting worse. It's that's the one thing. Okay, this is a, a minor gripe about the the movie, but it's weird because they sometimes make the theme se- thing seem like if you're alone with it for a hot second, hmm. it's gonna be you. But then other times, like you see that like it has to like sit down and like run its like start protocols yeah. and like split apart yeah. and like shoot out tentacles like it feels like you can like get out of the room no, no, before no. it really gets to grabbing you maybe it also came here for the improv retreat oh, and yeah. like when it knows it has a That's, captive audience it's waiting for a yes and yeah. <laughs> when it has a captive audience it just takes as much time as it wants <laughs> I'm gonna make a dramatic entrance I'm gonna do a little monologue work first <laughs> Are you going for three donuts, Luke? No, I'm just seeing what all's in there. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. During this part, Luke put three donuts on his plate. And even I was going to be like, Luke, come on. Yeah. And his I, face split apart. I'm probably going to eat like half a donut. Yeah. Um, I'll eat the other half if you want me to. Yeah. <laughs> Getting back to the... After, I'm uh, into a chocolate, uh, coconut one now that I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, we have a snack big so, as, as if we weren't distracted enough, now we're play, keeping it. Play donut snack, break. Yeah. Play snack break, Jingle. Yeah, okay. this is a fucking union podcast, right? We get a break. Yeah, for sure. And then we have to make sure we're scheduled at least ten hours or ten hours apart for each shift. Um, first, first unofficial uh, Twin Peaks reference. Let's get some black coffee. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, I think at this point it's like they've decided we've had the slow burn and now we are cooking with full on octane. It is going with a flamethrower. Yeah. With a flamethrower. Because <laughs> yeah, as soon as that dog comes out, um, everybody runs in. Then Childs comes in with the flamethrower. Which is a fun scene because I like that there's this hesitation in Childs where it's like, this is so fucked up, I don't know what to do even with a flamethrower. Yeah. 
And then McCready's like, flamethrower. And he's like, yeah, right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I probably should burn this. Yeah. That's an, an, another great thing about like the characterization of the movie is, you know, a lot of horror movies kind of like rely on like the incompetence of the characters. But like, you know, since like everyone here at the station really knows their shit, like he calls for like flamethrower and weapons and everyone immediately goes and gets those things yeah. really quick. Yeah. Like, they're like, they know like protocols and like the things they have to do, but they're also just like stoner losers. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Really well, the, cool. yeah. The threat is so intense, weird, and real. Yeah. It's a very like... pro-weed movie. Yes. Yeah. It's like, you can do a job. <laughs> You can tell you, that'd be a, job, a sobering fucking thing you know, <laughs> to encounter a thing. That was the full title of the movie originally. Yeah. A sobering thing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I thought the original title was A Walk to Remember. <laughs> uh, so at that point... Sisterhood of the Traveling Parents. <laughs> two. Um, at that point, they basically burn the fuck out of it, and then everybody's getting on edge. They cut to Blair. So they did see one part of it, like... Yeah, going to the rafters. went into the rafters, so they only killed, like... Yeah, one of them. That part kind of bothers me because I feel like they show a few people looking at it and no one mentions like, hey, didn't that go into the rafters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but they, they might have just had it where the shot made it look like they saw it, but they didn't. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it kind of just like shoots up and you hear a bang. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but at this point, we also have everybody in the base on ease kind of just like keeping an eye on their back, but also Blair is in his room on like what I assume is a super Atari of some sort. <laughs> like, yeah, well, even before they saw the dog become the thing, they knew that that's what it did was like, yeah, take over other cells and make them there after when Blair was examining the fucked up corpse. Yeah. That's like basically what he found, found out. And yeah, now you're at the scene where it's, it's a great exposition scene because it takes no dialogue, just Blair sitting at his computer. Yeah, and then writing in his notebook about like, well, we're all dead. <laughs> I, I, was, yeah. I was reading uh, before the podcast uh, that originally Donald Pleasance was supposed to be uh, Blair. Wow. And they dropped out due to scheduling conflict, and that's when they got Wilfred Brimley. Wilfred Brimley's really good in that role. He's really good. Everyone does really. I mean, the, the acting's all is all good in this movie, but like Blair's really fun because like you get really good shape for that guy because you're like he must have been like a scientist like on the mainland who was yeah. like very loosely hinged because he immediately goes. Yeah. Well, he's just like just like an old old war horse I guess yeah, it seems yeah. Like, just like Wolford Brimley fucking was he was in like all those John Wayne mm-hmm. western movies and I think the looking back at it it's fun to think on this frame of if he was already infected and he's the thing and doing this or if he's just a crazy fucking dude because either way it works out pretty well oh, yeah. yeah of like he's either the most paranoid crazy person or he's already become assimilated because of the scene where he's going through all the organs and all that mm-hmm. uh, but yeah it's 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 a really good choice for the actor. Uh, I was also reading how they cast him because they wanted like an everyman character as well mm-hmm. for him, so that you kind of forget about him when he disappears off later. Um, but at this point, this is when McCready and uh, the I always forget the guy's the name of the glasses. Windows. That is, I think that's Windows. That is Windows. Yeah. They I think, go I think they his find, name is like a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Windows ninety eight. They finally find the spacecraft, and I think it's like really hitting it home. Like, wow, we're oh no, oh no, <laughs> like. For sure, an alien entity that they found that's been buried for, like they said, 100,000 years. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely kind of like what caused all the Norwegians to shoot each other and get all fucked up and turn into the thing. So they get back to the base. They get really hit to the jive pretty quick. Yeah. Like, they know yeah. that it's a creature that makes it look like a Yeah, thing. they saw the 2008 thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's not what the movie's about. It's just about... Did they... Oh, this is a fun discussion before we get too much further in the plot, because we're getting towards the, uh, the climax of the film already. Is has anyone seen the 2011 thing? I oh, have purposefully I avoided it. I saw it. How was it? Not good. Yeah, 
I've heard so many mixed reviews. I've, no one said it's good, but some people have said it's like it's not the worst, and it adds a little bit to it as a prequel. But I, I don't think it adds anything important. Yeah. Did they? Did it? Was it the prequel? Did it take place at that Norwegian research facility? It did. Okay. Did it? Did it, did it just do a payoff of a guy with a box cutter slitting his throat? It does. No. Wow. That's cool. That's a cool bit of continuity. Well, no, like they do all the continuity there, but like the thing doesn't kill like it does in the thing. Like it's very, it's not trying to hide at all. Oh, so they like, um. So like when you first see it, it's just fucking running towards people. (laughs) So it's almost like it learned, like in the first movie, like everyone was like, I gotta change my approach. That was a close one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I could just play cool. (laughs) I gotta learn to act a little bit. Yeah. Through this dog I learned. Yeah, the, the thing took a bunch of improv classes. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing's like, okay, we'll put on a show. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, uh, we should cut back to where in the film now they've gotten back to the base and they're like, we gotta figure out who the fuck the thing is now. Like, who's that? Because before <clears throat> this all, I should say I got a little bit ahead because when they get back, I think it's Bennings, uh, one of the guys go to visit and there's just a pile of blood where he's sitting. And this is one of the spookiest shots in the film where they just cut to a corner and it's this giant naked Bennings with a tentacle around him just screaming. And then basically he just runs out of the room. And uh, there's kind of like a slight chase from everyone. He sets off the fire alarm to go up and chase him outside. And when Bennings is on the ground, he looks normal again. And then he holds up his hands and they're all just like monsterified. But yeah, really gross. Up. And then he does a like a bot- invasion of the body snatchers howl, doesn't it, he? It's so, it is so creepy. <laughs> and then um, they... Roast him. Yeah. <laughs> that I mean, like you were saying earlier, I like that these characters are like seasoned veterans of something at least. Because yeah. Kurt Russell doesn't waste one second to just kick over the can and be like, "Fucking flame this dude!" <laughs> yeah, and they find out like that's when they find out like the blood's been ruined too. Because like it's almost like the creature knows like that they have been. It, it, it gets a little chess-like in a way. Yeah, it's like it anticipates that it's gonna start. They're gonna start testing the blood, which is like they're like first idea, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, but, like Blair's like we're just gonna test everyone's blood. Yeah, mm. first idea, best idea. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. And well, that's uh, not an improv teaching. Yeah. <laughs> this gets into I'd say one of the best movie scenes. Like it's it's such a good intense scene that I feel like few movies have such a memorable moment when they're all yeah yeah okay they, yeah, so they test their blood but they just use like computers and shit they're not using yeah. hot wire yet yeah it's yeah. not till later and I forgot too they also have that little scene too where uh I think it's uh Cooper and McCready get in the car and they talk about hey I found his journal writing about the basically how likely everyone is to get infected and how if it spreads to the or spreads to the population it'll take like 2700 hours for everyone to become the thing and that's when it's revealed that Blair has a gun too yes. <laughs> yes. that seems so I kill you yeah. <laughs> he just starts shooting and just like randomly yeah. yeah I mean if you think about it that's a good strategy because if somebody starts shooting a gun you're like well I need to get out of this room now in a, in a way why that's I almost think... as scary as the monster scenes yeah. I thought for sure I was like someone's gonna get fucking well <laughs> it's it's also why I don't think that he's the thing at this point I think he's still him because so mm-hmm. he's fucking don't anybody get fucking near me yeah and uh, that's when he, I think he like cuts a lot of the vehicle's gas lines and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the power to the base. And he kills the other dogs. Yeah, he kills other dogs too. And the guy runs up, and the guy's like, "He killed the other dogs." And yeah. He's really sad. <laughs> Everybody gives him like a look, like you're just here to die later. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, your dogs are gone. So, you're well, dog nice. guy, I guess you lost your job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's finally when they get to the whole computer testing scene, um, and uh, that's once again this word starts to really ramp up for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's also where Gary starts becoming unhinged too, and just like we already knew he was incompetent. It's like 
with Gary's character, I really like he's the captain of the base, but it's like they literally took a character from like Hogan's Hero and put him in this setting. <laughs> yeah. Like if they were actually under real pressure, what it would be like. He's the one who seems the most incompetent. I think it's because of his rank. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're a scientist out there, you're probably going to be a pretty decent scientist to make it out to like that base. But the guy who's there who's like the military captain guarding it, yeah. that's yeah. probably not the number one guy. <laughs> and yeah, I forgot the scene between that and when they get to the wire testing. Uh, well, so that's when they, they take Blair out. Yeah. So there's there's Blair move Blair to the uh, to McCready's tower, McCready's oh, yeah. masturbation palace. No, they, no, they they want to put him in his shed, but he's like, I don't want him in my fucking shed. Let's put him in the tool shed. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, there is uh, there's that one guy they find who just like kills himself. Yeah. Um, out in the snow. Yeah. Smart move. I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, yeah, pretty yeah. dope. Talking about chess, this guy's playing on the next level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He also does say you cheating bitch and then pour scotch on his dead <laughs> It's just all he knows. Um, I'm just offering him a drink. <laughs> uh, I think, okay, th- I just remembered, because this is the part where basically they're getting ready to do the testing again, but that's when, I want to say, Norris has the heart attack. Yeah. Which is a really great scene because it puts you on edge because <clears throat> there's so many good factors that lead up to this of, like, he could legitimately be having a heart attack, which when I first saw it, I'm like, yeah, That's course. an example of the thing's acting skills. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it also, like, it, there's a sense of realism to how crazy this movie is of, like, if you were in that situation, you might just have a heart attack. Cause it was, yeah. It's such a freaky thing. So they basically, they're getting ready to do all the testing, but they put him down on the table to kind of get the defibrillator so that they can bring him back to life. And one of the grossest, greatest nah, scenes in the movie One of the best <laughs> special effects in the entire film. Yeah. I still... Oh, because then that's followed by the fucking... Oh, we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's basically where uh, they uh, one of the other doctors goes to resuscitate him. Uh, the chest opens up with these giant jagged teeth and then closes on the arms. His arms fly off, splurting blood everywhere. And I think it's Child's just, like, flamethrower. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what he does. It's... It just kind of like it, you never really expect it every single time. Yeah, like, you, you know it's gonna happen, but it still like opens up. Like doesn't even let him get like one defib yeah. in. It just <laughs> immediately opens up. Where and does the his arm one, There's like one moment where they do like a really close like zoom, not a zoom, just like or, like a really close shot on one of the people. It might even be Childs who says, "What the fuck?" Yes. <laughs> yeah, that one or the dog <laughs> one? Yeah, we know, or it might be the one in the the blood scene. But there's a moment where like it feels like it could happen. They can just like, repeat that footage in every single one, but. It's it's like, yeah. a, there's a, some moments that are genuinely funny in this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh man, it's it's this, like, it's the perfect, like, black comedy, I feel like. Yeah. the situation's so dire that the reactions just do become hilarious. Because it's like, what can you do? <laughs> um, but this is when the head splits off of the now-burning yeah, mouth yeah. body. And, and it's still the, so... Two dopest special effects back-to-back. Yeah. yeah, it's so... Takes so long and it's so like the sinews snap and it's just so weird looking. Everything about this creature is just so alien. Yeah, it operates in a way we could it couldn't even begin to fathom. It's a really cool monster. Yeah, I mean, like in terms of like alien design, it's one of my favorite because like some like a lot of time aliens they're just like humanoid things. Which yeah, is a yeah well boring. that's that's the great thing about the thing. It is a it, humanoid yeah. because it's. I don't think it has a true form yeah it once it will be is you wonder what it, it looks like when it's like on its home planet yeah, you know it's like yeah and a yeah. good thing that they didn't fucking show I think we oh, all know what it looks like on its home planet it just e. looks like <laughs> I was gonna say because we all know like, <laughs> if it had a real form it would have looked like McCready's dad yeah Whoa. oh shit yeah. adding another layer <laughs> he was the thing the whole time yeah <laughs> he um, came back to find its son yeah. 
So, yeah, that's, uh, after all this, this is more like, okay, we have to test everybody now, uh, since the computer and everything's broke at this point for the most mm-hmm. part. That's when they figure out, we can take this little wire, heat it up, and stick it in the blood. So they take a little blood from well, they, McCready. Well, it's, it's like, after they, they, they think McCready's the thing, so they ban him outside in the dark during a blizzard. Yeah. And, and he'll when he, and he comes in, he, he actually kills a human person. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Shit. Yeah, and on his way to get everyone fucking like tied up so he can blood test them, which is, uh, I mean, that's a that's that's such a cool like, move to do like in a movie to yeah. like have the hero be like like uh oh they did a bad like, yeah the very bad thing. I guess we're calling them the hero by default because they're the highest paid star. Oh no, we already knew he was a bad guy. He he killed chess wizard. He did kill yeah. chess wizard. Oh, you're right. He's a high body count. It's really an ensemble cast, but I think it's just because Kurt Russell's Kurt Russell, so he just ends up kind of stealing the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell's pretty hard. I feel bit. like, and also he's lives to the end because like that's why you think the child is like the second main character. Yeah, just because he lives. Yeah, he's. I feel like the two characters is like with. Uh, McCready is that he's a very I'd say not a good or bad person he's just the person who has the best reactions doesn't necessarily mean he's going to do the right thing every time because mm-hmm. I think the scene where he shoots somebody most people would probably do that in that situation yeah I'm pretty sure I would if I was at that point oh yeah, yeah. you can tell this moment where he's like any second now he's going to turn into the fucking thing and just after it was like oh uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> shit um, boy yeah. what did they find out I killed the chess computer too <laughs> But that's why it's the 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 whole magic of this movie is that just the paranoia that goes in with it because it's not just scary because of the monster it's just because people can't even trust people at this point. <clears throat> and then uh, at the point where McCree is testing all the blood and they're getting everybody together he seems like the bad guy in the scene if you think about it and in most ways he kind of is but like they do have to figure out what their thing is so he's getting all the blood and testing it and that's basically when he's heating it up also and, the funniest thing yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah because like, it shows him, like, testing it, and then, like, each time it's just, like, a quick cut to, like, that person standing next to him with a gun. Yeah. Just, like, ugh. <laughs> I think they did a really good job of doing, like, just sweat on all of them, too. Yeah. Just, like... Yeah. Um, and also, it is a really frightening scene, because when he burns the blood, I think it's Norris is the one that's infected. Mm-hmm. I forget the exact name of the guy. Um, the reaction is so quick, it is, it is like, a good, legitimate jump scare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he, as soon as he puts the needle in the infected one, just shoots right up and makes a screeching noise. They cut to the couch where he's tied up with another guy, and just all the tentacles start coming out of him. His head splits open. And I love the scene, because the guy next to him is like, well, I'm dead too now. <laughs> and yeah, they're all tied up. So yeah. like, uh, I can't fucking get away from this thing. This is definitely not how I wanted to go, which will be burning alive next to him. <laughs> do, they, do they burn him alive too in that scene? Yeah, oh man, yeah. they burn everybody. Well, he gets his head chopped. He's not like... Yeah. yeah. I don't think we're going to count that amongst the sins of him yeah. <laughs> shooting that other guy. I mean... Oh, it's the dog guy. He shoots the dog guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, we don't like his dogs. I'm, I'm not going to say the thing killed him there, but he wasn't going to survive. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. No court would be able to convict yeah. Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> this man was already dead man, my thing. <laughs> yeah. and this Plus, is when... his dogs had died, so he was dead inside, too. <laughs> He's dead on so many levels. Uh, I think this is when it's just... At this point, it's just... Childs, Gary, and uh, Nulls, and Nulls, and then uh, McReady, and they're basically all at each other's throats, and they all kind of run off in different directions, basically. But uh, I forgot who is discovers, but all Blair's like journals now are talking about spacecrafts and how to like make it work again. So they're like, uh oh, this isn't good. Um, so they basically figure out that Blair's been infected at this point. They can't find him anywhere. And he's getting together a bunch of parts to make the UFO kind of fly off again and then go to either civilization or fly off. 
they never really specify in the movie, but that's kind of creepy in itself. <laughs> say, say, say espresso. Yeah, espresso. Yeah. <laughs> he does an express, espresso Joe on there. He does. Uh, he does a little espresso. <laughs> uh, but I do love that they never get to the fact. They don't know if he's going to fly back home or just go into civilization and spread yeah, the virus. Maybe the thing's supposed to go Yeah, on. but they're like, nah, we're not going to let this happen. Yeah, you're jumping over some stuff, but yeah, that basically is what happened. Well, yeah, yeah, at this point, I think Gary's by himself, and that's when Blair comes up in another super frightening scene. Yeah. Puts his hand up to him and goes through his skin Ooh, on his face. Yeah. Well, they're setting up dynamite to just collapse the entire... Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, right. yeah the, the sort of the the alliance of Giles, uh, Nalls, uh, Childs, and uh, McCready. Sort of they leave McCready, or sorry, Childs there, while they go to go find Blair, which is when they find the tunnel to the spaceship. Yeah, where he's yeah. building like his own like Rick and Morty spaceship. And then there. yeah, Blair just puts his fucking hand through the dude's face. <laughs> yeah, which I've always thought was super free. Just when his fingers are like inside of his face, which is a power they don't talk about, but clearly the thing has the ability to burrow because it creates a like underground tunnel system. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, it had some. I mean, people, can, people can burrow. It's got hands. It can make a bunch of hands. You're right. You're right. It just makes a bunch of hands. Well, it makes a bunch of hands, and inside of the hands are like little shovels too. Yes. I guess that's an important thing to like. Is the thing a shapeshifter, or can well, it just? I mean, assume... we're all getting to the big discussion of the movie okay, while we're doing yeah. this podcast, which is at this point, uh, it's just uh, Childs McGreedy because Gary and Knowles got killed off. Sadly. No. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you, they fight the thing. Yeah. So it's Knowles and McCready. Yeah. Fight the thing. Gary gets killed. Yeah. Charles is gone. Yeah, he's just gone. And then there's a thing that kills Knowles. Knowles is killed by the thing as it sort of, like, transforms from Blair into, like, the really cool super version of it that we finally see. It's just, like, this, like, kind of big mound of fleshy. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, it fucks up the uh, trigger for the bombs. Yeah. And so uh, McCready... Uh, <laughs> Uses just like a stick of dynamite, fucking does it like the old fashioned way. Yeah. Still. And yeah, like he. Part of me hoped he was gonna shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it also gets to, that's like an action scene sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's not the best, but he does like. It's a cool line, but he, as he's throwing the dynamite at it, he's like, yeah, fuck you too. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's, I love the fact that this movie is essentially leading up to a Wilford Brimley boss fight. <laughs> of the, the Just like thing. a coon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where they have to fight a giant Wilford Brimley coon. emerges from the pool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so at this point, they've defeated the monster, but they're not really going to have a good ending because they've basically cut off all the power to the base. They can't get out of there. The entire base is burning down. Yeah, man. there's such no, a cool scene. No shelter. Just even the lighting and how they do it of just the cinders everywhere and just being the darkest night possible. And, and yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's McCready watching the place burn down. Then Child comes up Yeah, on him just sitting there. And they he miraculously has a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, yeah and like they, they they trade swigs on it, and the, I think Childs brings up like, so if you're thinking I'm one of those things, and then we get the very ending, which like maybe not verbatim, but I think it's one of the most iconic film lines ever. Just the if either of you if either of us has a surprise for the other, we're in no shape to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> So I think they just say that. Well, let's just sit here and wait then. And yeah, yeah, sit here and watch the fire for yeah. a while. And then they it's uh, like a dip. Yeah, it's it's, it's such a good ending. That's how I want to die. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a good way to end a movie where all the characters die is yeah. to have two just sort of like slowly die together. Yeah, yeah. and also it's ambiguous whether or not one of them could be the thing. Yeah, because <laughs> at that point, I mean, it's not on the table. Maybe the thing does drink scotch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's true. <laughs> 
Maybe the thing made the bottle of scotch, and it's a yeah. little thing bottle. <laughs> so I also got some weed out of there, too. You yeah. want to blaze it? <laughs> oh, yeah, everybody should be the thing. Now I'm on board. <laughs> but no matter what, the fight's over. I think this movie would be a lot better if it ended with, uh, like, a... Uh, uh, I'm alright by Kenny Loggins <laughs> <laughs> as they back out and fades away it's like I don't okay. think any of us are in the shape to deal with this I'm um. alright <laughs> <laughs> um, we've talked about this before but there's a website called Walk of Life where they end, they, they take the ending of every film and they just put Walk of Life at it <laughs> which is the do 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 you uh, do it, the walk of life. Yeah. They, they've done so many films to it, and it's always so funny. Uh, oh, that's so great. Uh, oh, good, yeah. Well, in my head now, whenever I watch this movie, that is how it's going to end. That just reminds me of, like, in 2000, like, 2008 or 2009 when doing, like, re-edits of trailers became a huge fad. Oh, yeah. But then it got kind of really annoying because Brokeback Mountain came out, so they just made it look like the trailer for Brokeback Mountain instead of doing a bunch of different trailers. Yeah. <laughs> so my favorite is the one that makes The Shining look like it's like a family movie. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah they play, of course... Uh, Salisbury Hill. Yeah, by Peter <laughs> yeah. Uh, Another good one they had was uh, Jaws, and they just made it Must Love Sharks and makes it look like a romantic comedy. <laughs> Where he, like, is on the beach, he looks at the shark, he's like... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, guys, that was 2008, but let's get to the, <laughs> let's get to the ratings for this. I'm still sticking with our rating system, no matter how stupid it is, even though it's a more serious film. I don't know if you're familiar with our rating system, but are you familiar? I am. Oh, you are? With I'm Goro? to the podcast. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, so, the Goro rating system, as you know, Goro, Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. Four Arms. Yeah. They can be doing anything. Gives the best ratings. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> I feel like I'm just going to jump in. And Goro's given, this is the first one ever, guys, four thumbs up. He's not fucking around. He's taking it seriously. He's like, I could do a funny jerk-off motion with my hands. I make that joke so much. He's like, no, I respect this film. It's a great film. Four thumbs up. And then he's blowing himself. (laughs) (laughs) He uses two hands to remove some ribs. Uh, Goes down and blows himself, but those forearms are still Uh, up. Mine is uh, going to be quite similar to yours, Brennan. Mine, Goro, is giving four thumbs up. But in each hand, he's holding a glass of scotch. Which he then pours into a computer. <laughs> <laughs> you cheating bitch. Yeah, and, and the thumbs go down because the cheating bitch yeah. must die. <laughs> it's, I, I know it's a computer and it's not the best word to use, but it still feels so weirdly sexist in the It's so, I know, it really does because yeah. it's like, it, it's, uh, I think there's also a subplot where it turns out that was the AI that yeah. they were working on. Yeah. But also, what, what's wrong with Cortana? <laughs> and it says up right away that McCready has been hurt by someone very badly <laughs> yes. before. You said we have kids together, computer. Uh, the chess wizard was the thing all along. Yeah, <laughs> it would have killed the thing immediately. Yeah. It's like had detected thing in region pawn two thing. <laughs> and then uh, I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. It was really, really good movie. And yeah. like I said, I've watched it probably about twelve times. Yeah, this is probably my fifth or sixth viewing. I want to say I haven't kept track, but I've watched it quite a few times. It's it's, it's such a it's the, one of the perfect horror films. Yeah, yeah or definitely. science fiction films. It's, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a horror and a sci-fi, but it, it transcends both those genres. Where it's just, it's just a fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I also want to give Goro give him four thumbs up, but he has each and every arm wrapped around his dick. So nice. Just, I mean, Arm? Yeah, sure. I, I mean, it's <laughs> like he's wrestling it. It's like it's that big. You gotta get one okay. Of you gotta really squeeze yeah. it. It's I funny to assume we've yeah. ever seen Goro yeah. in Mortal Kombat X. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, Mortal Kombat XXX. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, I think in that way, he's called Horo. <laughs> nice. I think it'd be more funny if he just got a tiny little dick. I think I think <laughs> Horo is a tiny... female Goro. Yeah. Shiva. Shiva. Okay. Yeah, total babe. Is Shiva like Horo. In every episode. Shiva Horo. I stand by that. She's a total babe. Right. No doubt about it. I'm yeah. sorry. Four arms into it. No, yeah. I mean, sorry. I always had my thing for the Duras sisters from Goro. Star Trek The Next Generation. That's Goro, not a bad Goro's giving four thumbs up. He's using each and every one of his hands to hide his tiny dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do it, man. This is an improv game. You can yeah. imagine that dick however you want it. Yeah. I, very small. Okay. Yeah. Yes, and it is. No. He was cursed. He has four hands and the tiniest dick. He's just like, you could have done so much, but... That's so specific. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't think he was cursed. I think he was just he was born that way. He was just a monster, right? Yeah. Just that from the underworld what's, or hey whatever. Hey guys, what's Goro's story? Yeah. <laughs> well, he yeah. has a backstory that entire universe has. Right? There's like an entire backstory of that game that nobody ever bothered to read. Yeah, no. Goro was born in New Jersey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he, you know, he's Too like, many hands to play guitar. Yeah. He's, it's very sad, actually. He's actually a special needs kid. <laughs> oh, no. I don't like this anymore. <laughs> and they killed him. Oh no, this is getting worse. I'm sorry. <laughs> you take me out of this one, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> can't believe Brandon said that. Hey, this movie is so good. It's so crazy that it's spooky and Halloween, right? Yeah, and I'm excited to get to the stupid game section because we're just going to yes. get right into what's the deal with that kaiju because we know what this kaiju deal is. Uh, also, what's the deal? What's the deal with these kaiju? <laughs> oh no, Jerry's been taken over by the fans. <laughs> what's the deal with these kaijus? Another great jingle. Uh, well, uh, clearly it wants to become a really good actor. Yeah. Well, no, we already it's... we already did the thing. Did we do the thing? Yeah, it's already here on the list. Oh, yeah, I'm so I thought stupid. so. Oh. Yeah, I thought you had something else planned. Um, is the 2011 the thing a kaiju? <laughs> but it's the same thing. Yeah, it's true. What would we argue now? I just got I for, I went in guns of blazing. I forgot we actually did the thing for one of the. Well, you, already did the, you, you already did it. We you, did it like the fourth episode of the I don't, podcast. I don't get to argue that you <coughs> did this Excuse movie. Me. It's already a kaiju. Oh, you already argued this kaiju. Yeah, I mean, a separate we, episode. Okay, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, what do you what do you want to say about the thing then? I mean, let's just not do what's the deal with these guys. Shooting. No, we gotta. Well, I we mean, already started, and, and, and Brandon ruined it. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that it could get really big? I feel yeah, like science is. It's, uh... it's already shown that it got like pretty fucking. I think it just comes back because it doesn't seem to be able to shapeshift in anything it hasn't assimilated. It seems to only get fluctuating size when it's transforming into something else. Mm. I don't know. I feel like if if it gets more biomass, it can just keep getting fucking bigger. Yeah. Yeah. If the thing were to assimilate Godzilla. Oh. John Carpenter, you want to make that movie? Sounds like you just wrote something for my nightmares. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be. be it, it, like, falls down in a whole, like, city as it, like, transforms. Yeah, yeah. No, I Ugh. fucking hate that. Oh, man, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, think about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a pretty spooky monster, huh? Oh, yeah. I think things are kaiju. I'm settling this. All right. Okay. I've revisited we, the decision and I have. We agree. Voiced my opinion. I forgot at one point we decided that the ki- there's a kaiju which is you cannot be racist against Italians is a kaiju. <laughs> do we want to pick just like a random other thing to argue? Because I'd love to write a, <laughs> to do, argue a random do, thing. Do you have an idea of something you'd like to argue about? Uh, what's a kaiju? Our list is pretty extensive, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Martin's list right now. We have kaiju, and then we have not kaiju, and then we have Schindler's List Jew. <laughs> 
Whoa, jeez. Well, that, that, that's, that's Martin's phone. No, Maybe, too. You added that, Brandon. Just, oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Oh, geez. Baby dicks on your phone, Martin. Don't fucking sell me down the river. What's this? And it says, I'm alt-right. Tell everyone on the podcast. I love oh, Pepe the Frog. No. Oh, no. He was the thing the whole time. I voted for Trump three times. Why is this all on here? And then other list is, I don't care, whatever, anti-Koju, and the pretty cool dudes. Well, pretty cool dudes, definitely McCready we could add on there. Oh, yeah, we can add McCready to the list of pretty cool dudes. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, coolest, Nulls. Uh, I'm going to argue Chess Wizard. Chess, oh, Chess, Chess Wizard? Wizard? Uh, I also think Windows is pretty cool. The uh, like He's like the kind of like you know te- technician in like, their radio communication. Yeah. It just seems like his shit never works, and it doesn't seem like he knows how to fix it at all. Yeah. That's kind of a cool <laughs> Uh, the the one guy who gets shot first, that guy's not cool at all. No. He's got no chill. <laughs> he's, got... he's also one of the first people they set on fire. Yeah. He's yeah. a human. Gary, no chill. Yeah. Dr. Blair, that cool kind of chill. Yeah. Psychotic chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really focused. If, if, if you get high with him, you know he's going to go off on like a bunch of like prepper shit. Yeah. <laughs> or talk about how the Aztecs culture was all made by aliens, which <laughs> yeah. they also mentioned in this film. Which is kind of racist indigenous people. But anyways, um, uh, yeah, they can build things too, guys. There's nothing crazy about that. I, I, yeah, I, lo- I love that idea. It's like, there's no way that people would have figured out how to stack rocks in a pyramid. Just think of how heavy they'd be. They'd have to have a lot of slaves to do that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> a bunch of people died doing it. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, Because if you gave people a bunch of rocks, they wouldn't immediately think like, oh, pyramid. They would. That's my thing. Uh, no, here I got a, I got a thing for people argue kaiju. Um, okay. Uh, Optimus Prime, and by extension, all Autobots and Decepticons. No. He not no, they're not kaiju's. Why would you say? Why do Why do you argue that they're not kaiju's? What about Unicron? Because they're a race. Kaiju's can be of a race. I mean, I not really f- so far from what we've seen. I mean, I think so. Like they are alien in origin. Has a son. Godzilla has a son. I mean, he's a species, but like he's not really a race. I see. I I'm arguing this because like they're also they're they're at the point where they're like oh uh, by biologic like it's been established that Godzilla is Croatian. <laughs> all films have established. <laughs> Got that red and white checkered flag flying behind him so proudly. Always, yeah. Did, we, did you spend the whole time on your phone trying to look for a a safe country too? <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, don't want to say Sudan too hot. Uh, <laughs> it almost won the World Cup this year. Who was it? Uh, uh, Germany. Oh, that's too hot. Uh, actually, I, I, I think uh, I'm going to say uh, Autobots and Subcons are kind of you. Because uh, I think uh, their alien origin, alien origin, large in size, cause destruction, involve military intervention to take down. I, uh, I sort of, yeah, there's a, there's a sort of us or them mentality, but also a protector mentality. Mm-hmm. No, I feel like you're just talking about the Transformers from the movies. No, no, I'm not oh, about, from the trans- I'm about Transformers, Transformers in general. Oh, yeah, was just the cartoons and comic books thing with the count. <laughs> well, Listen, do they, do they all... have a different backstory in that one than being from the planet Cybertron? I mean, yeah, they're still from Cybertron. I just don't remember the military ever Listen. coming to interfere. Well, okay, well, okay. Listen. We're going at the broad uh, yeah. mythology. <laughs> Listen, if you're not watching Kelsey Grammer yell at Optimus Prime, what are you even doing? I mean, those movies super duper suck. But he he was yeah. in one of those movies. Yeah, he was yelling at Optimus Prime. Like one of the newer ones. Yeah, oh. I'm pretty sure it was the one that like took place in Chicago. I remember John Turturro when they fuck up Chicago. <laughs> this is one of the Marky Mark ones. Yeah, and... I've only ever seen the first one. 
There's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I'm good. Don't I, 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 uh, if we want to, if we yeah. want to dismiss the soldiers' involvement as evidence, I still will lean on the that someone to destroy mankind, someone to protect mankind, yeah. as being a strong kaiju uh, characteristic. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna agree. I'm, I think they're kaiju. I brought this up because I think I think that transformers as a whole are kaiju. Gobots are not, but transformers. Okay, well, are. you're welcome to be incorrect about something. <laughs> Ooh, damn! What's you your uh, what's your, what's your uh, I want to hear your uh, your pitch your anti pitch. I just said it. They have like they have their race. They have a culture. They're there's too much. So are you saying there's too much backstory to them? Well, no. Are you saying if there's like a race of giants somewhere, like they can't count as kaiju's? Isn't Mothra kind of like involved in like an ancient race? But there's only yeah. ever there's only ever two Mothras. Yeah, but I'm saying okay. Listen, wait. We already see both these monsters in the same room at the same time. <laughs> only, only when they're they're gross. Well, okay. Ruth, let's say hypothetically they find like a fucking society of giants. They're like a hundred thousand giants, but they're all the size of Godzilla. Are you saying that those giants can't each be considered a kaiju just because they're a bunch of them? Yes. Well, fuck that. That's dumb. <laughs> are you saying they... Wait, if they have elections, they can't be kaiju? <laughs> <laughs> they would have to like uh, vote to accept being a kaiju. Because <laughs> mankind is the biggest kaiju of yeah, all. Yeah. Well, then we have to go back to a different thing that we talked about. If that's the case, Clifford the Big Red Dog can't be a kaiju because they're a bunch of fucking dogs. I'm pretty sure I fought against Clifford the Big Red Dog being a kaiju. I Wait, usually... are you saying dogs are like a race? <laughs> Lots oh, of we're we're, okay. we're gonna get deep in this list. Even then, it would get yeah. A species is fine, but a race is different from uh, a species. I mean, I still I still think. Uh, I don't Do know. you think different races are different species? No. I, <laughs> uh, I, I just think uh, I don't know the protector uh, uh, destroyer kind of aspect. I think is very. I don't know. I think there's a little bit of a, 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 a race to like Godzilla. Like Godzilla seems to be of a sort of ancient reptilian breed, and there might have at one time been more Godzilla. We do see a Godzilla baby or and a a, a, a mecha Godzilla. Yeah, <laughs> bad baby. Yeah, yeah. he's a, yeah he's a, he's just a robot. <laughs> Godzilla's the first of her kind. I'm uh, and that woman was a doctor. <laughs> Well, then, oh, then maybe maybe it's going to be a race, and we just haven't gotten to that movie. No, 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 Godzilla four thousand sixty five. By then, there'll be enough Godzillas. No, nothing was confirmed if Godzilla didn't exist as some as some way. Godzilla's never fought no wars. Godzilla doesn't have a culture. I will Is say Godzilla that I, I will say that I'm with with him on uh, I'm with you on the war thing. I mean. The fact that they yeah. have like an established war, but at the same time, Godzilla time, couldn't build a fucking spaceship. Doesn't Godzilla have? We never gave it the time. Well, they don't build spaceships; they are spaceships. <laughs> they still have <laughs> spaceships, though. They do. Which seems it's very impractical. It's weird. There's some transformers that exist to like be picked up by or to pick up other transformers. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a weird thing. It's like it's like oh, this guy, this guy gets in my pocket. <laughs> like I turn into a tape deck and he turns into a tape. I, I don't understand. Like, I mean, we're just friends. We're coworkers. I mean, that's just all part of God's plan. Right? <laughs> it's true. They were always my favorite. I don't know. What are we, what are we Brandon? You, you, do you want to be the judge on this one, or like, uh, who, who, who's right? Be, be, be a leader. <laughs> be our optimist, Bryce. I feel like. You know who I think truly is a kaiju in this situation? <laughs> oh, man. 
D's nuts. <laughs> God damn it. What the fuck? <laughs> you could have been a hero, Optimus. No, I want to have him start screaming for sure. <laughs> Turns into helpful. a jet, flies away. You see it has like balls hanging. <laughs> D's nuts. Just oh, flies off. Do you guys think Transformers, like, that would have been like a fashion period where they all get truck nuts? The, there is a Transformers movie where you can see one of their nuts. Oh, no, I've seen that. Okay. You know, I am going to make a little caveat. I think Omicron could be considered a kaiju, but only him. Okay, you know what? I'll take that. You know yeah. what? Wait, wait, uni- I will meet you Unicron, have, I yeah. will meet you there because if you think about it, Omicron is to Transformers as Godzilla is to humans. That's true. Like, Omicron is, comes to eat their planet and eat them the way Godzilla and kaijus would come to eat our planet. So I will yeah. totally meet you on that. Other Transformers... Not kaiju, Omicron, kaiju. Let's shake hands. Yeah, yeah we it's did official. it. We, we did it, it gang. All right. Yeah, we closed this morning. Litigated. Also, did we get that name wrong? Sure, why not? Well, no, I wanted to make sure we get I'm it right. Now. It's Unicron, I think. I'm... Unicron, I think that's right, too. I'm writing them both down. Maybe they're both friends. <laughs> Unicron and Omicron. He fits got, in my I'm pocket. Get, unicorn. <laughs> Did you mean to say unicorn? <laughs> no, it, it is a unicron, but it's it's uh, H, not H.G. Wells. What's his name? The director who Orson Wells. Orson Wells. Wells. Oh, Wells. Yeah, Orson Wells. Ha ha! The French champagne. He's still got all the lines right. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> right our next game. Yeah, let's just get into this next game, guys. I pulled it up. And I gotta say, where in the world is Ron Canada? <laughs> Who the fuck is Ron Canada? <laughs> where in the world is Ron Canada? I'm gonna play the jingle, so it feels really weird now. What's this? What's this game? So Ron Canada won our huts over a few episodes back when we watched Honey Blew Up the Kid because he was this charming, enthusiastic. I want to say FBI guy. He was a cop. He was a cop. He's a class trader, but he comes in, and he's just so charming, so we're like, let's look up this Ron Canada, because we noticed his name was Ron Canada, which is hilarious to begin with. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like somebody being named... That's like, a great name. Yeah. It's like somebody being named, like, Ron America. Yeah. Or, like, Ron Mexico. Yeah. Or Ron Japan. Ron Croatia. Yeah, Ron Croatia. <laughs> uh, or uh, maybe even, I want to say, get this. I don't know where I'm going with this anymore. Ron <laughs> yeah, Ron Were you going to say Ron D's nuts? I was going to say Ron D's nuts. We've had to smash all this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't do it again, and I couldn't think of anything after that. Uh, but anyways, I decided to pull up for his credit. I'm going to have you guess who he played on this film. Uh, or actually, I should say it's a TV series called Jack and Bobby from 2004 to 2005. This uh, this had 22 episodes. Keep this in mind. And this is Bobby. That was the one that was like, one of them was president in the future, yeah. and you had to figure out which one of the kids grew up to be president. Yeah, the early life of Bobby oh, McAllister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the early life of Bobby McAllister, progressive president of the United States from uh, 2041 to 2049, is explored. <coughs> and so, in this film, did Ron play, get ready New for this, TV show, adult Ron? Big Ron or Huge Ron? Ooh, I want to say Huge Ron. I'm going to say Big Ron. Now go with Adult Ron. It's Adult Ron. Oh. Yes! That's Woo. right, guys. How's our guest always get it? It's, the guest is right every, every single time. time. Wow, this Canadian metal-shaped flag you gave me is so nice. It's, it's all yours to keep. <laughs> adult is, Ron. Was yeah. that the credit? Or... Adult Ron has his credit on it. So yeah. I'm guessing he was... Was that just a description so, of him? Yeah, yeah. just play himself. Oh, <laughs> I get it. There must have been a child Ron. Adult Ron is, my, is, is Wait, a terrible that show, that Captain shit. Ron. A child Wait, Ron is foretold. Another Kurt Russell movie! <laughs> 
Is this series about the childhood of Ron Canada? If so, <laughs> I want this to run for 3,000 episodes. It can't be about his childhood, otherwise he would have had a last name. Yeah. Okay, what if his first name is actually adult and his last name is Ron? Well, we could we could uh, reverse search it to see if the young Ron had a last name. So there would be sort of like Ron Bobbison. Actually, and then uh, I wish Ron. we could, but we don't have that technology. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to Google what I get when I look up adult Ron. Don't, don't. How weird. Adult huge Ron. Adult. Uh, just to cover both bases. Huge adult Ron. It's it's a boner. Picture. It's a picture of Ron Weasley from Harry Potter, and then also the Wikipedia page for Ron Jeremy. You know Whoa, what, who's, who's the kid who plays? I guess he's not a kid anymore, but who plays Rupert Ron? Grint? Yeah, he looks who weird. Leonard Snart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he just looks so weird now. Uh-huh. Like he's like he looks like Alfred E. Newman now. Whoa, guys, and you'll notice that also. We'll take a solemn moment of silence. I did not get out the 9-volt batteries, because there was no electricity in this film. None. Yeah. There was no electricity in any way or form. No, no. Yeah, there was. And uh, he killed Chess Wizard. And uh, <laughs> I'm making a joke. Well, I guess uh, if, if if you want, we could all just like, pour a little scotch on our tongues. We have some scotch uh, on the table. Yeah, Ooh. yes. So he was looking at a 9-volt scotch edition. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a real yeah. human. <laughs> Chairs. All right. I hope this is ASMR for somebody. <laughs> they just came and not so just hard. painfully annoying. <laughs> I'm gonna actually just make that go for three minutes. Uh, oh, dear listener, I I tried to find J and B Scotch, the Scotch that they inexplicably drink throughout the entire movie, but only ever have one bottle out at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Which you, I can never decide if I think that they have one bottle that takes them the entire adventure to get through, yeah. or if they have an endless case they keep deciding going back to. Uh, but, uh, uh, so we did not get J&B, yeah. but, uh... I don't know, it's one of those things, like, there's so many brands of whiskeys that have been around for so long, how are some, so many of them still in business? Like a Cuddy Sark, if you will? Yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot of those old scotch brands have been around for a long time. Yeah, it's like, J&B's I guess... is a good blend scotch, though. Yeah, it's not, I actually had some before I came over here. Oh, nice. I don't yeah. understand what the difference between scotch and whiskey is, just that I like whiskey, but I don't like scotch. Some about pee? penis, the peatiness. Yeah, oh. Pete. Some about Pete and Pete. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. If you watch Pete and Pete as a kid, you are not gonna like scotch. Yeah, I if you drink enough Pete and Pete. If you drink enough scotch, oh, you scream in the salon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Pete and Pete's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just got the joke. <laughs> I fucking yeah. forgot you have that tattoo. We got a fucking. Oh, you do the tattoo, <laughs> <with> the dancing <laughs> lady. Fuck yeah! I didn't even notice. That's awesome. Oh hell yeah! Well, this is lost in the podcast, <laughs> but it sure is cool to watch this guy's tattoo All right, dance. Let me take a picture for this episode. Uh, as I do that, though, actually, take a video, make it a gift. I think we should get into recommend. My three percent battery, so if your phone can do it. But as I take this amazing picture of I'm, this great tattoo, hey, I'm, I'm doing the thing I said I was gonna do. Oh no, I don't like that. Sweet, this is gonna be a good gift. Yeah, uh, a lot of mouth movement. Yeah, just um, the right amount. Oh yeah. But for recommendations this week. I- Because just two nights ago, I saw the film Mandy. Oh, hell yeah, dude. And boy, oh boy, did I love Mandy. Uh, Nicholas Cage. Everybody's been loving Mandy. Back mm-hmm. in top form. Have you seen Mandy yet? 
No, but yes. are they releasing it in more theaters? Because I heard they were like, because oh. they released it and only like. Yeah, I think they're doing a wide release now. Yeah, the music yeah. box has had it, and almost every night of the week it's been sold out. Like when I went on a Monday, they were sold out, and I heard that it's been that way for like the last two weeks. It's been it was there. a blast. I saw it on Cause, Sunday. Nice. Because yeah, I read something on like Kotaku about how like they just released it in like art theaters and stuff, but then it ended up getting super fucking popular. Yeah, which is awesome. It deserves it. It's. This is such a, a, a weird thing to say, but I hate when people describe movies as trippy, and you go and see them like, it was just slightly weird. This is the first movie I feel I've ever seen where you could say, it was trippy, dude. <laughs> it is, uh, uh, have you seen uh, the heavy metal movie? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's a live action scene from a heavy metal movie, and there's yeah. an animated <laughs> yeah, there's an animated part too. That yeah, that definitely it's, like draws that. on that. Yeah, no, but it's it's like so like fucking. I I I'm a a big fan of like the doom stoner metal genre, yeah. and it is really just like a movie pulled from like linear notes of a sleep album or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a weird revenge flick. Nicholas Cage is the lead actor. He does such a great job. There's a lot of uh, new faces I don't know the names of. I'd have to look up that are also excellent in it. But like, there's just so many great iconic scenes that I think are already instant classics. Like especially the scene. It doesn't. Oh, just spoil. just go see the movie. Yeah, go see the movie. It doesn't the spoil movie. anything. But there's a bathroom <laughs> scene. Yeah, the bathroom. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nicholas Cage is in his underwear with a bottle of vodka or gin. I want to say. Start drinking it and screaming, and it's so good. It is. Oh boy, go see Mandy. That's right. Ladies. See with your parents. Yeah. See what happens. Ghost Rider is back in <laughs> top <laughs> form. Yeah. <laughs> this actually, this is what Ghost Rider should have been. It really. It kind of feels like a if Ghost Rider. Yeah. It's. I don't want to ruin the plot, but it's it's almost in line of being a really weird art house retelling of Ghost Rider. Fuck, that's a great way to view it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck, that's a great way to view it. I'm, that's what I'm gonna tweet that later, man. Oh yeah, shit, knows. oh yeah. Um, uh, I was gonna recommend uh, because I was recently thinking about it, and it's also a fun '80s movie. And the way it actually kind of ties into Maddie, it's kind of trippy and it has lots of use of like light and color. But uh, Michael Mann's Manhunter. Oh, that, that's what the first appearance of Hannibal it is the first Hannibal Lecter movie, and it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah, fucking yeah. dope. It was like Hannibal Burris is like first. Oh no, that, no, that's one of my favorite bits of trivia. Like, who was the first actor to portray it Hannibal is, Lecter? Uh, Brian, Cox. His, yeah, Gen- Brian Cox, yeah, Brian Cox, General Striker from X Men Two. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's uh, you know, he he plays a much different Hannibal than like all the other iterations. His Hannibal, it's like you, it's like more like a Moriarty kind of feeling. Well, it's more like an actual person. Yeah, you, you get the idea. That, like the Cannibal thing is a rumor he spread. To get his like myth up, mm. yeah, it, he's less like insane than like Anthony Hopkins and uh, yeah. Martin well, I don't know. I think he's very subdued, but he he does it great. And yeah, the dude who plays the tooth fairy. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. You the, I, the reason I also thought of it today was because it's also kind of like a monster movie because about like this guy who uh, something Matthew something Williams Matthew the guy who plays the like main uh, uh, the chief on uh, the original CSI the, like lead detective uh, he plays this FBI agent who's tracking down this Carol ca- called the uh, Tooth Fairy and it's played by Tom Noonan who if you're familiar with him in any other movie he's like massively tall and like painfully Huge. thin yeah. and he is terrifying in the movie it's so fucking good also a uh, fun true effect he's all the voices in uh yeah Anna lisa if you've seen that one yeah 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 he's really he's a, he's a great actor but he's so scary as francis dollarhide there's this really great scene that i think it's like this like cool like monster movie scene where he's like started dating this woman in his work he's like psychotic and he knows he's psychotic he starts dating this woman who's blind and kind of like falls in love with everything <clears> and like oh she can accept me 
Yeah. And uh, he like takes her home one night and like oh no he follows her home because he can't help himself and he sees like a coworker taking her home and dropping her off and as the coworker like she gets up like, like he, he reaches out to grab like something that was in her hair and he thinks that the guy goes in to kiss her and like this is like big musical sting and this like Duran Duran song plays as he like freaks out tears the armrest off of his chair in his car and he gets out and fucking murders the guy with a gun and kidnaps her yeah, it's like this like whole like like crime like like spree after that the entire really ending cool. of that movie is fucking insane it's, it's really it's good also, yeah. <laughs> it's not like the uh, Anthony Hopkins ones because it's more like the way they portray the the Thomas Harris characters in the Hannibal series yeah especially like the FBI characters mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah it, it's a good movie watch that uh, okay my, my recommendation um Season seven of Venture Brothers just wrapped. Oh, so, it was so yeah, good. Yeah, oh, dude. We got rewatch all the episodes. Oh okay. yeah. I got to catch up, so I'm glad I'm not in that car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great show. It's this was a really good season, and I still hope they will do like just a movie instead of another season. Because mm, I, I I keep wanting them to like do like okay season and a movie, just fucking end it before like I I trust them, but also like. Oh, what, what if, if, what if it, they just made five-hour-long specials? I mean, I guess that would be cool, but that seems like a lot more work than just doing like a two and a half-hour. I would DVD like it to wrap affair. up in the next season. Yeah. Yeah. I really would. I, I, I don't. When, when, like, since you're also a fan of C Lab 2021, uh, uh, did you like start watching Venture Brothers when it first came out? Oh yeah, I've been yeah. watching. Yeah, yeah. Brothers isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's yeah. A, same. Yeah. It was. It was. So I remember. I was in high school, and I remember so vividly that when I watched, I stayed up late and I watched the season finale where they fucking kill him in the first season. Yeah, and I was just like. <laughs> and then I, I was just like, "You can do that. You can yeah. just end a show like this. Don't let this happen." <laughs> yeah, my uh, I, I was watching those, but the one that got me hooked was Aqua Teen Hunger Force too, and that's just another one of like, <laughs> especially like the Ghost of Christmas Past being a robot that just keeps yeah. saying the days of the week. <laughs> <laughs> the Ghost of Christmas Past from the future. It's <laughs> one of those things where like it was memes before memes became a thing. Even yeah. like, if memes were a thing when Aqua Teen came on every week. It would be. For the first couple of seasons. <laughs> yeah. Man. Good times. Yeah. And, yeah. Myron, what do you got for us? Um, I want to recommend uh, one of my favorite video games, which I recently got another copy of. I haven't played it in, like, over a year, but I'm loving going through it again. Math Blaster. Uh, I know. It's always Math Blaster. <laughs> Why do you keep... It's always Math Blaster. I know. I recommend it every time, but I love it so much. Um, no, I want to recommend Undertale. I fucking love Undertale. It's a good game. It's a classic. It's, uh, you got a Switch version of it? I did. I got collector's edition. Uh, I, fucking, I want to throw my money at it for a while. I, I love the game. If you've never played it before, uh, the basic premise is it's a turn-based RPG, pretty similar to uh, to like Paper Mario in terms of a battle system, and then put a bit of like a bullet hell in there for how you avoid enemy attacks. Yeah, and it's also it's an RPG where, main thing about it, you can go throughout the entire game without killing a single enemy. Like, you can befriend them. You can talk to them. And I think... Um, the thing I can say about this game is it teaches a very uh, important lesson that I wish more games or media in general t- tried to explore. Which, which is women are people too. I, I mean, yes, but <laughs> not not what I was going to go for. Well, I wish gamers would learn that. They <laughs> should just put that on every box of every game. <laughs> Here's the new Tomb Raider. Women are people too. <laughs> Um, it, it teaches the lesson that uh, doing the right thing is not always clear, and it is not always easy, but it is always at least worth trying. Yeah. 
Oh. A really good game for this time and day and age we live. Yeah. You know, and that's also kind of the moral of the thing in a way. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's certainly not easy to shoot the guy who loved the dogs to death. But you gotta. But sometimes you gotta because you don't want the thing to kill all of humanity. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's still a hero if you think about it in the long run. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, we've been running a little long. I think we should just get to those plugs and then uh, I'll just go off into the night. Hell yeah. Uh, for plugs, I know we could just do the usual one for me and Martin, which is we run a showcase that's every third Thursday at Bonus Round Cafe in Chicago at 9pm which is Slender Dim's Chicago's only Dungeons and Dragons based comedy show I assume. I don't know if it's true but I, I hope no one else starts one Yeah, because there's going to be a gang war. And even then it's very loose. We just usually just do things that are thematically centered around that with a d20 dice. Oh yeah, well, if we went to like full full work with that making it into a Dungeons and Dragons campaign we would be the only people who would enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> but it would be very fun. I would fun. enjoy it. It'd be yeah, great. It'd be very fun. Uh, but yeah, if you're in the area, come by there. Even if it's not, go to Bonus Round if you're in Chicago, because it's a great board game cafe. You can get mm-hmm. a good beer, a good coffee, and play some board games with your buds. Oh yeah. No, Bonus yeah. Round is fucking, Bonus Round fucking rules. Hell yeah. yeah, it does. And then also I want to announce my one-man show, uh, which is, we all know, I've been working on the title for years, which is D's Nuts. Guys, oh, <laughs> come check come it out. On. Yeah, uh, you got all this. <laughs> yeah, I'll be in the Noid starting in January 19th, but uh, please do check it out. No, it's, it's not real. I just wanted to do another D's Nuts show. Cause, uh, it was great. Uh, it, was, it was good. It wasn't great. Here's my last it one the anyone will ever do. Here's, yeah. here's my recommendation. Uh, murder Brandon Kirkman in cold blood. Please do. Have the annoyance. And after that, follow me on Twitter at Kirkman Brandon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's it for me. Um, uh, I uh, run uh, two other podcasts, Please Make This and Deaths and Day Jobs, that uh, Brandon Kirkman is a cast member on, uh, and we release episodes every other week, uh, usually in conjunction with uh, Podzuki, so yeah. you look for us on mm-hmm. the Machine Culture. We're both Machine Culture websites as well. And then we also have that little bumper at the end of our episode, and then you have the bumper you're in for our podcast. Too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. good. Uh, oh, you said please make this too? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, I should put that on there too. Uh, and so, yeah, so we, uh, we do uh, uh, Please Make This is a podcast about screenwriting uh, where we improvise, we make up an idea for a movie, and then we write scenes for the movie and have people read those scenes. And then uh, Destin Day Jobs is a actual play D&D podcast, uh, fifth edition, uh, set in the mundane world of an office building with all of the characters, spells, and attacks reworked to be. Uh, uh, you know, real life things, uh, and also uh, you can see. Please make this at the Chicago Podcast Fest on uh, November twenty eighth. Oh, come out in time! Kitchen. Yeah, oh, so yeah. yeah, please come see that. And to find out about my stand up and shit on HoverThompson.com. That's all. Yeah. Woo! And the, the cloud of smoke fills the room, yes. and I'm gone yes. into the rafters, skittering away. <laughs> uh, I recommend eating at Ada Street in Chicago, Illinois, sixteen sixty four North Ada Street. I gotta go. Pretty sell. good food. We just changed the menu recently, <laughs> so it's all fall yeah. sort of food now. Are you chef? I'm a cook. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what is a cook but a chef in the long run? If you I mean, that. not yet. You're, you're, <laughs> real, you're, you're the nulls of this yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did have his roller skates on the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's that's it. Well, I wanted to plug. Oh. <laughs> And I forgot. We plugged this like your DM. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. I want to plug slide your DMs. I guess I want to plug Brandon Kirkman's Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank I, you. Uh, I want to plug the show I run, which is the Cupcake Comedy Cabaret. We run that every Thursday at the Gallery Cabaret. We have an open mic, then we got a showcase, and I always make cupcakes for it. So come out and eat some cupcakes. Very good cupcakes. And don't fucking talk to me that you have a gluten allergy or you're vegan, because I'm making gluten free and vegan, you fucking asshole. Yeah, he cares, you uh, ass. Uh, you son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, he cares. Okay.
okay, wow, you're really in on some negative energy, huh? <laughs> it's because he really wants you to have a good time, asshole. Eat the fucking cupcakes, you piece of shit. Yeah. What are you, what are you, a thing? I made them with love. Are you going to set you on fire? Yes. <laughs> you motherfucker. Well, that's a weird energy. Yeah, right? a, a throw stick of dynamite. Fuck you, too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a really good cupcake, the dynamite. <laughs> uh, well, guys, that's been another Pazuki, and as we always say, Martin. Uh, robot man only have one plan. Drive car fast. <laughs> <laughs>